Hello and welcome to the Happy Author Podcast with me, Dorothy Coombson. I'm a multi-award winning best-selling author and I'm here to help demystify the publishing world for anyone who writes books, wants to write books or just has a love and passion for books. Today I want to talk a little about finding your voice. Your voice is the thing that allows you to tell your story. It is a unique thing that makes your story your story. So many people tell the same story. For example, there are loads of serial killers being hunted by messed up detective stories out there. Loads of romances that begin with a couple hating each other. Loads of comedies that have a kooky female as the lead. But each of those stories are all different because they're all told by different people in different ways. All of those authors have an individual way of telling the tale because that is their voice. That is the author's voice. Even though my books are generally different and feature different people, most people will be able to pick up a book and know it's been written by me because of the way I structure it, the way I introduce characters, the themes I tackle, the way I drip feed information that has basically earned me the title Queen of the Big Reveal. That is my voice. And here is how you can find yours. Before I go any further, I want you to know that your voice, your story, is just as important as anybody else's out there. In the publishing world at the moment, there is an emphasis and drive to find and publish books and stories from people from diverse backgrounds, which is a good thing. But those of us who've been in the publishing game a while now know that this isn't something new. It often comes around and people are always searching for these new voices, voices, um, stories from black people, people from other um, races, working class voices, and wanting to put them to the forefront. This comes around all the time. They're always looking for these new voices. And then it gets to a point, it's decided that it's too hard. It's not profitable. It's not worth it. And then it kind of goes away again. People stop talking about it. People stop trying to do it. I'm hoping that this time around, it's going to stick. Because it's important, I think, that many many stories are told from as many different people as there are out there. I said to somebody recently that I'm a cynic when it comes to this sort of thing, but I'm also hopeful. So I'm really hoping that it's different this time. Like I said, I want you to go out there knowing that your voice and your story is just as valid as anyone else's and to keep going with it. Don't be tempted to change your words to suit someone else. You will never know what story is going to capture the public's imagination at any given time. I mean, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to work and what's not going to work. That Everything can have the right formula and not work. Everything could have everything that people hate in the story and it will be something that captures the public's imagination and sells and sells and sells. And I, I think, I like to think I know what I'm talking about because I say this as someone who had her work rejected several times and the reason why a lot of the times my book was rejected not because I couldn't write but because I was writing books about black women that were not about the black experience I still have no idea real idea what the black experience is like it's the same for everybody the experience of being a black person is the same for everybody but 16 17 years later 16 books later I am still writing my books. I am still writing the commercial books that I wanted to write. I am telling the stories that I wanted to tell. And I haven't gone away as people expected me to because they told me I couldn't do it. 
my voice is my voice and my voice comes through in the types of books I write. For you, once you find your voice, you need to keep using it. You need to tell your stories in the way that you want to. Only change it, only do something different if it's what you want to do. Don't do it to sue anybody else. As I said, I was kind of told I should change my voice. I was kind of told that the books I was writing didn't ring true because they were about a black woman having all these adventures that other white women were having. But they weren't expecting that sort of book from me. So, but I stuck with it. As I said, I didn't change what I was doing and I'm here 16 books later. So how can you find your voice? But one way to find your voice is to believe in your characters. Find them a name, a background, a family, their favourite food, things that put them off, their favourite sexual position, if their parents argued in front of them, if they drink their coffee black. These are the things that don't have to make it into the story, but they make a fully fresh character. When you start to write about them, have an idea about some of these things in your head so that you're going onto the page with a person, a character, someone that is kind of real, not just a name, not just a situation, but things about them that are interesting. For example, in All My Lives Are True, Verity, even though we met her in my the previous book, The Ice Cream Girls, we didn't know much about her. We knew in The Ice Cream Girls she, she was quite clever. In All My Lives Are True, I fleshed out all the stuff I knew about her that didn't make it into the first book. So there was stuff like she's very keen on science, but she didn't want to be a scientist. She wanted to be a solicitor. She's um, She likes um, clubbing, but doesn't drink too much. There's all these little things that I knew about Verity because she, there was 10 years between the two books, but I knew about that, about her, before I started writing the book. So try and make your character a fleshed out person before you start writing about them. Almost like there's somebody you've met and you're telling their story on the page. You don't have to go overboard with the detail, but you do need to make them a real person in your head so that you care about them. And more importantly, your readers care about them too. And I want to emphasise this point. I said care about them, not necessarily like them. In All My Lives Are True, Verity really annoys me. I'm trying not to spoil it for you if you haven't read it yet, but she's not good in the way that people expect a main character to be. I care about her. I cared about her when I was writing about her. And more importantly, the people who have read it told me they cared about her, despite what she did and despite her flaws. People cared about her. And that's because I got to know so much about her and the other characters and all my other characters and all my other books. I know so much about them before I start writing the book. I'm not saying you need to know everything, but know enough and know enough to make it realistic when you start typing about them. Um, things change. That always happens to me when I'm writing. Little bits of their personality start feeding into the story. But I know kind of who they are when I start. It can be something just as simple as knowing if they drink tea instead of coffee. And for example, Verity, she drinks tea very rarely but she likes coffee, she likes, but when she buys a coffee in a coffee shop, for example, she spends a lot of money on it and then very rarely drinks it. That's a little detail that does actually make its way into the book, but might not have, could have just as easily been cut out, but it starts to show you who she is. But you know what? Before you start off sitting there with all your characters and names and start fleshing them out, 
this is not an excuse to avoid writing. People do it all the time. We all find writers, when, particularly when you're finding a story tough going, you will find all sorts of ways to avoid writing. Character building is not an excuse for not writing, for not getting words down on the page. Don't use building a character as an excuse to not write your story, okay? Don't go overboard. Just know a few key things about them. Know some stuff about them and then start writing. You'll find out about them as you get along, just like you find out about people as you go through life. My next point in the ways to find your voice is to believe in your story. And it sounds very simple when I say that. But if you've listened to the episode that I've done, recorded, podcast I've recorded about rejection, you'll know that believing your story is vital if you want to get over being rejected. And believing in what you're writing is vital if you want to find your voice. You need to start with a belief that this is your story and you want to tell it. Have an idea about what you want to do with it, what you want to learn in the telling of it. I'm not saying about teaching other people, but what you want to learn. Because, you know, part of the fantastic nature of being a writer is I learn something new about the world and other people every single time I write a book. Every single time I learn something about how people are, people's personalities, people's interactions, how the world is built. And so, you know... Think about what you want to learn. I'm not saying you will learn it because there's one thing that I've learned with writing is that it never goes where I expect it to go. I have an idea of where it's going to go and the where it does actually go is so far off base. It's untrue, but also fantastic because I have learned something. Because my story can change, it means that I have learned something about the world. As I said, you're not trying to teach anybody anything. You're just trying to show them a piece of the world as you and your characters see it, as you and your characters experience it. You know, if you do try and teach people stuff, it'll be very obvious. It'll become across as quite preachy and it'll put people off. Think about all the books that you've read, um, the fiction particularly that you've read, which comes across as quite preachy to you. What is it that about it that put you off? And it's probably because they're always trying to tell you something, always trying to lecture at you. And no one wants to read that. You can teach people things, but you're not aiming to teach people things. You're just aiming to show people. You're giving them the story. And from that, they are supposed to garner whatever they want from it. And that's why so many different people email me and say similar things, but also say very different things because they have got from the book something that I necessarily didn't see that they would get but is there it shows them a different part of the world so believe in your story decide that this is the story you want to tell these are the characters you want to create this is the world you want to build and just get on with it it's okay to have doubts you know every single book every single book I sit there and I go oh I can't do this 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 isn't the story I want to tell anymore this isn't the book that I should be writing. I should be writing that other book where I've had this fantastic idea from. And I often do that by, um, when when that happens, I ring up my agent and start to say to him, look, I think I should stop with this book and I think I should write another one. And he always tells me off. Well, he doesn't actually. He just listens and he goes, I'll just get back to it, Coombson. He doesn't say it like that because he's a very nice man. But you're going to have doubts. You're going to question your ability as you're writing. But just get on with it. Put those doubts to a side and have them when you finish. When you finish the book, read it over 
and see whether it works you know see if it's actually the story and a lot of time once you've finished the book you will go back and you'll go my goodness this is actually a lot better than I thought and um I'll come to this another point in the in the happy author podcast um episode journey but this is why I I try and I often advise people not to edit something you've written straight away it's often better than you think so if you write it and then a few hours later or the next day you rewrite it you might lose something that is really important and really integral or really just a bit raw but needs to be polished just polished rather than rewritten so have your doubts keep going get to the end and then go back and have a look and see what doesn't work and what needs to be rewritten and what needs to be redone okay and then you can move on from there but have something there to worry about as it were have something tangible and that is the story that you believe in and that you want to finish and that you want to tell the next step in finding your voice is investing in research and I when I say that I mean talk to people invest time in talking to people especially those in situations where you have no real knowledge of it will pay off in helping you to create an authentic story for example I've never been to prison but in the ice cream girls and then partially in all my lies are true I wrote about the experience of prison life like I say I've never been to prison I haven't really been that close to anybody who's been to prison but I did my research I talked to people I read stuff I found out about it I found about it at about it beyond the stereotypes beyond beyond the headlines beyond the thing the sound bites and the things that you hear and are constantly bombarded with I went beyond them and I looked deeper I read people's prison diaries I spoke to people who'd been there and I like to think I got it right because two different people who had been to prison who read the ice cream girls said to me they that I managed to capture the experience of what it was like to be in prison and when I spoke um, to a couple of other prisoners they said that it felt like I understood what the experience of being locked up and removed from society was like so you know what read books read forums speak to real life people you can speak to organizations and speak to experts in the field there are so many organizations and um, who will often have research that they can send you but if you do speak to experts make sure you pay them for their time you know what it sounds um I know a lot of people will go well I can't afford it and that is fair enough absolutely fair enough you can claim those research charges back against your tax return I know um that is something I should point out and it is difficult especially when you really have no money you have no spare money but if you can't afford it then find other ways to get that information like I say there's lots of organizations who have um, research material press releases and stuff that you can read but don't insult experts by asking them to work for free everyone's got bills to pay everyone's got um trying to make their way in the world so if you can't afford it find other ways free ways and the internet is a vast and wonderful place and also a scary place and don't always take everything you read on board find as many sources as you can which kind of say the same thing but 
try and pay everybody who's an expert who you ask who you consult I pay my police expert and anybody I speak to in a professional capacity I will pay them because it's the way it's a good thing to do it's the right thing to do not just a good thing to do it's the right thing to do and just as you want people to buy your book they're paying you for your expertise you're they're paying you to write a book so you can pay people who help you with the research in creating that book I have been known to go the extra mile for research. When I was writing The Brighton Mermaid, there's a scene where one of the characters is actually um, thrown on the floor of a people carrier and driven around. And I did that. I actually asked my friend if I could lie down on the back of her people carrier and she could drive me around just so I could get a proper idea of what it means to be driven around. What you can hear and you can't hear and all the bumps and stuff in the road. So I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying you should try and uh, affiliate yourself with a killer, serial killer, for example, or try and break up someone's marriage if that's what you're writing about. But there are ways of doing research that probably go beyond what most people would do. And um, a tip, another tip to wise, if you're writing a story with a character from a different race than you, Please don't start bombarding people from that race with questions as part of your research. I know you want to get it right and you don't want to offend people and upset people, but read books. There are loads of the books out there that will, non-fiction books as well as fiction books that will help you. Find people who don't mind being paid to talk to you as part of their research. Maybe find sensitivity readers. I'm not sure how I feel about sensitivity readers, but I know a lot of people use that. But speaking as from perspective as a black woman, as a black writer, leave your black friends, your black neighbours and your black colleagues alone. Leave them alone. Okay? Unless they specifically say to you, I will help you with your story, leave them alone. They are sick and tired of being the black encyclopedia for you and other people who want to tell stories um, that involve them. I know they won't say it to you, but speaking as, like I say, a black person, you really don't want to have to keep telling people no. Um, there are so many, so many reasons for, for this. And one of them is that, you know what? I don't want to be the person that allows somebody else to write something that is detrimental to black people. And for them, that person who's written it to turn around and point at me and go, well, she said it was fine. I might not have said it's fine. I might have said something completely different, but you've heard one something else and you've decided to write that thing that you think I said. And then it becomes my fault and it comes my fault that I've hurt and harmed a group of people. I know I'm sounding mean, but I'm not joking. Leave your black friends, your black neighbours, your black colleagues, your black relatives, leave them alone. There are organisations and out there that will help you. There are books out there. There are serious and genuine tv shows and podcasts that will help you please don't put upon your people in your life to help you with your research so that tip on finding your voice is to invest in research get used to get comfortable with talking to people if you're not find other ways to research for me talking to people and finding out people's stories is so fascinating and that's part of why I want to tell stories because I love talking to people and finding out about their lives and their world so invest in research in whichever way you can 
as much as you can. I'm not saying I'm not advocating spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Just a few pounds will get you just a few hours on the Internet will get you at least some of the information that you want to know. My final tip for now on finding your voice um, is to keep writing. I say it's my final tip for now because I might think of something else in a minute or I might think of something else later on and put it into another podcast. But my final tip, as I say, for now is to keep writing. Like any muscle, exercising your writing voice is the best way to make it better. You'll make it stronger, you'll make it more resilient and you'll make it more substantial. The more you write, the more you'll get used to writing in your style. You'll get used to creating a story in a certain way. Like I say, the more I do it, the more I get used to starting a book in a certain way and introducing characters and describing characters and revealing things, drip feeding information. I'm saying all this now and I'm in my head I'm going, really Coombson, so why are you struggling? Why are you finding it so hard to write at the moment? And that's for many reasons. But you know, I do know I can do it. I do know I can do it because I've done it so many times before. I have been exercising my voice. I have been using my voice. I have been honing my voice and making it as good as I can. So it sounds simple, but just keep going, keep trying at it, keep doing it. It might not work the first time. It might not be um, your first book that gets you a publishing deal. It might be your fifth book for all you know, but the more you use your writing voice, the more you write, the more you'll be comfortable with telling the stories. We're telling stories, just not telling the story, telling as many stories as possible. And if you're what you're writing, doesn't feel right and that's something completely separate to struggling with like with struggling to find time or motivation but if it doesn't feel right if it doesn't sound authentic to you then try again maybe it's the person you're writing in because sometimes it could be the fact you're writing in the first person and it is too casual for this story try and maybe using the second person which is the you you know you you did this you did that or try writing in the third person she, he, they, they did that, he did this, she did, she said that. Maybe try writing in, in that way, changing from what you're not used to doing and what you want, you naturally want to do and see if it might flow better in another voice, another um, person's point of view. For me, I like the first person. It's, it flows better for me and, um, I can get more into the character. I can inhabit them better when I use the first person. But that's not to say I don't ever write in the third person. I constantly write in the third person. A lot of my books have will have first person for the main bits and third person because that's how the character expresses themselves better. Keep trying. Keep going different avenues. Maybe if the story is not working for you, Try starting at a different point. See if that's what the problem is. There's, like I said to you, there's a difference between something not feeling right and not being motivated or not wanting to tell the story. Because sometimes if a story is difficult, a story is taking its toll on you, maybe it's because you need to write that story. Maybe it's because you're mentally and emotionally need to expel that story from your body and from your mind. But keep going with it keep experiencing experimenting sorry keep experimenting with different styles until you find the one that suits you 
and the one that you want to explore. And that's not to say you have to stick to that because I don't always stick to that. I don't always introduce characters in the same way. I don't always start with some with bang. Sometimes I start with something very simple and quiet and gentle. It depends on the story. But because I know my voice, because I have been using my voice regularly and for a long time, I can keep going with it. I know that I can write another story. I can write another book because my voice is there. So those are just a few hints and tips on how to find your writing voice. There are so much more out there and there will be more tips to come. And you can do research on how to find your voice um, in other, from other sources. But that's the best, best advice I can give you right now. And I don't know if it came through. But my, the best advice I can give you on finding your voice is to get on with it. Have your story, start to write your story with your characters, with your belief in your story, with your research and keep going, keep going with it. It will come, your voice, your comfortable voice, the voice that you want to write in will come with time and effort. Well, there you go. Thanks for joining me, Dorothy Coombson, today on the Happy Author Podcast. I hope you found what I said about finding your voice helpful. I do hope it's helped to make you feel a bit more confident about going out there and writing your first story or your next story. Don't forget to subscribe to your Happy Author Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and join me next time for everything you've ever wanted to know about the world of books. Keep writing, keep reading, keep happy. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.